the open road, the two-lane blacktop, maybe the early 60s, the old cabovers and old Ford uh, uh, semi-tractors, the old days of trucking and travel, big old Cadillacs and Buick Electras and Chevy Biscayne wagons, maybe an Oldsmobile here and there, you would stop at local uh, mom-and-pop restaurants, what some people used to call Greasy Spoons, and maybe there was a, a place where uh, they served really good food and they catered to truckers by uh, also pumping diesel. Those were called truck stops. We're going to talk about truck stops. We are live from the Loves in Quartzsite, Arizona, right off the 10. We're going to talk about truck stops a little bit in podcast 1091, the Bob Davis podcast, podcast 1091. Well, I've got some people to thank. Uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, everybody who donates to the Bob Davis podcast. It really helps. If you want to, you go to the BobDavisPodcast.com. Look for the picture of mobile podcast, man, the, the big red ambulance. Look for the uh, yellow donate button. That takes you to PayPal. You can just do whatever you want to do, or you can set up a monthly payment so that uh, you would send me a payment uh, once a month if you like the podcast and you want to support the podcast. Brandon Sabata did that five bucks every month. And thank you, sir. I really, really uh, appreciate that. I want to thank uh, Cheryl Kozicki who sent me, I don't know, 25 bucks and also said, I, I really, I absolutely loved your Apocalypse podcast, which is the one about, uh, well, I don't know, it was a couple podcasts ago. In fact, I listened to it twice. Well, I love that. Uh, all my favorite conspiracies that I learned about from the Art Bell show, which I would listen to after your show back in 2002. Keep on rocking, Bob. I intend to. And thank you, Cheryl. Jeffrey Dunn, who actually pioneered the monthly payment thing. I didn't even know you could do that. 25 bucks. Thank you, sir. And I also want to thank Dave Forbes, who sent me 200 bucks recently. I haven't done any uh, names in recent podcasts because either the phone is charging, don't have the phone, can't get to the email, and my little list of uh, people that I have to thank. But uh, Dave is a client and uh, a friend and has got uh, a lot of things going. He's a Delta pilot and Delta instructor, also uh, has some other uh, hustles going. And uh, I really appreciate uh, 200 bucks. Thank you, Dave. It, it goes a long way. This basically is uh, is money for travel. This is, goes in the tank, and, uh, and it, of course, it goes out into the air. <laughs> and we will be getting back on the road soon. Part of the reason for the truck stop, uh, you know, uh, podcast right now is the main reason for it is that Tom Love, the guy who started Love's Truck Stops, passed away just recently and I think he was 84 and uh, he started Loves and, and Loves is one of my favorites so I thought I'd come down here to to sort of do this podcast at the Loves and Court site off of 10 as I said but the other reason in, in sort of thinking about truck stops uh, it made me think about a lot of things it made me nostalgic and uh, I had to look some stuff up so I looked it up and now it's in my mind so I don't know how accurate a lot of what I'm going to say is if you want to learn more about truck stops if you just type in truck stop history there's a lot of blogs a lot of trucker blogs a lot of trucking company blogs and a lot of information about the history of truck stops which I kind of knew anyway because I am old enough to remember when the interstate system 
wasn't finished. Uh, I remember when they built, uh, when they were just finishing uh, I-80, for example. And of course, my family uh, came down 57 and 55. Uh, we would go to Florida every year. And there was a portion, I think through Georgia, where the interstate uh, wasn't finished. And we'd have to go on to the uh, old blacktop roads and drive through these small southern towns. And it was, uh, I think those were some of the best trips we took, especially because we'd get lost. And then my mom and dad would start arguing about the map and there was no Google. So we'd have to turn around and then we'd want to stop. And, you know, I remember those trips. And so just to kind of set the the mood, even though we're in... uh, we're in a truck stop in 2023, so you hear the backup alarms and you hear the new diesels running. And uh, when we go into the loves, you'll hear the, the country music and the sounds that are current. I would set the tone uh, with a sort of faded visual of uh, maybe a blacktop highway someplace uh, in West Texas or the middle of central Ohio where there isn't anything, or maybe even upstate New York and the Mack trucks and the uh, cab overs and the big Fords and uh, sort of the primitive trucking in the in the early 50s uh, before they built the interstate system. Uh, I would say that trucking then, and I, I hope I'm not wrong about this, I'm sure I'll get corrections from truckers, but there wasn't a lot of interstate trucking, so to speak. Yeah, they did, but I think a lot of the, 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 the logistics were... It came by boat. It went on a train in a boxcar. Uh, it went to wherever it was supposed to go. And then the regional truckers took it from point A to point B because getting across the country on the old uh, U.S. highway system, the national highway system, which dates back to World War I, um, was very difficult. And, and I remember traveling on those roads. And, of course, there were trucks uh, on those highways. And if you drove at night, it could get pretty hairy just because of uh, fog and conditions like that. And, and, and uh, you'll recall that Jane Mansfield met her end on one of the national highways, driving along in the fog and smashing into the back of a uh, semi that... that uh, basically killed everyone in the car it, it didn't decapitate her by the way but in any way any case i don't want to get too much into jane's jane manfield's mansfield it was fascinating but uh you know i think Dwayne allman uh, met his fate in a similar fashion on a foggy night on one of these two-lane roads so it, so the two-lane road system was you know circa 1918 pretty pretty modern for model a's and Model T's and uh, and for farmers getting their truck farm stuff to market, yeah, no problem. It was a, it worked, and I'm sure it worked for regional trucking and and it and it worked with the national train, you know the the, the national railroads and the and the and the railroad logistics system. But after World War II, uh, we designed and began to build uh, the, the interstates. And the interstates were, I mean, I suppose they figured that it would, that it would uh, uh, goose commerce with a growing economy. But really, the, the U.S. economy was growing pretty, pretty quickly in the early 50s before they even built these highways. So, so I'm, I guess there was a commercial interest in building the interstates. Uh, and I don't know how much of that involved trucking, 
But the interstates were built primarily for defense purposes. This would enable, uh, you know, uh, logistics to, to provide ammunition and water and so forth across the national, uh, you know, expanse of the United States quickly, much as uh, the Autobahns, which were the brainchild for the United States interstate system, did in Germany. Now, I'm old enough to remember the interstate highways when they were brand new. I mean, when the concrete was white and they were as smooth as silk and you could drive uh, on, the, on, the inter, on the interstate at 80 miles an hour and, uh, you know, people would blow by in their Cadillacs and their, and their uh, uh, you know, uh, Oldsmobiles and, and, and these road cars. And I always talk about my grandfather's 63 Buick Electra, then, and he would, uh, he would uh, come up from Florida and visit uh, his, his uh, sons in Ohio and uh, Illinois. My dad, uh, in, uh, we lived in Chicago, and he'd come up in his first, his 58 Roadmaster, and then his 63 Electra. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the freeway system, the, inter- the interstate, was a huge development. Uh, I remember driving, we would go to Florida every year, you know, in December, and uh, I remember uh, that the, my parents would go, I think we went 57 to 50, no, we went 55 to 57, and then 57 down through Tennessee, and somewhere around Georgia, on at least two or three of those trips, the interstate system was not completed yet. And so we would be in our 63 Biscayne wagon driving through Georgia. And I remember um, the, these towns, Valdosta and, uh, and Athens, uh, on these two-lane roads down there. And, and through much of the south, they didn't uh, complete the interstate or it was in the process of being constructed. And that is where, especially in Georgia, driving through these rural areas, that is where I, I saw real poverty for the first time up close. I mean, there's certainly, uh, you know, some poverty in Chicago, but nothing like what I saw on those back roads. And I think that's one of the reasons I have such a fascination with back roads uh, in, in, in the present time frame, because the interstate uh, is great, but back roads are great too. So one of the things about back roads was that the truckers uh, had to have a place to get fuel and get something to eat, and they didn't want to eat uh, at so-called greasy spoons. So uh, the the independent truck stop developed, which provided services specifically to truckers. And trucking was a it's still tough. It's a tough business. These it's romantic because these trucks go from coast to coast and so forth. And I think it was romantic then as well. But it isn't romantic for truckers who have to work 18 hours a day and have to get up uh, after four hours of sleep to get a load to wherever they got to go at Ypsilanti or Valdosta or, you know, I don't know, Athens, Iowa, uh, Athens, Ohio, or, uh, you know, Farmington, uh, Iowa. You know, the, the, the trucker is, is working. It's a business. And uh, they, I don't know if they consider it uh, romantic. I think it's just a it's just a grind for them but the truck stop was set up initially in by independent people who own these independent truck stops the oldest truck stop in america is someplace in i want to say oklahoma this was an independent uh, place where truckers could get good food and get some sleep and get fuel uh, one of the biggest truck stops uh, 
the Iowa 80 truck stop. In fact, I think it is the biggest truck stop, the Iowa 80 truck stop off of uh, 80 and Wal- I think it's in Walcott, Iowa, but it's down there right at, just east of the Quad Cities somewhere, I think. Um, and I would always go through there because when I first started podcasting and I was going through Iowa covering these uh, caucuses and stuff in Iowa, you know, I was in my car. I didn't have... Um, I, I had to go into uh, some kind of restaurant, and I would go to always go to the Iowa 80 and sit at a table and produce my podcast because they would let you plug in, and they didn't care how long you sat there. So I've been to the Iowa 80. Many times they got some old Dodge Power Wagons in there and some cool... Uh, they have some cool displays of what trucking was like in the 30s and, 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 and 40s. And my sense is before the interstate, the... Uh, the logistics system was, you know, it, it was it was built in Milwaukee, put on a uh, boxcar, and uh, the train would take it down to some regional center, uh, wherever it had to go. Like, let's say it was something John Deere built or Harley Davidson or whatever, some in, some manufacturer in the in the Upper Midwest. Uh, it would go on a boxcar. Maybe it would go on one of those ferries, boxcar ferries, go over to Michigan, and then uh, be, be put on a siding and put on another train that would take it, uh, you know, down to I don't know someplace in Ohio, uh, where they bought the new John Deere tractor or the new fire truck or whatever it was or the components for dot dot dot. You can fill in the blank. And regional truckers would take it from place to place. I, I don't recall them being uh, those old trucks really having sleepers or anything like that. That came probably more in the late 60s and early 70s. If you'll remember Convoy. Uh, the, the, so, the, so until the interstate, again, probably built for defensive purposes more than commerce, it became a boon to con- commerce. And the truck stop was born. So Love's Truck Stop started as an independent uh, truck stop. The, uh, uh, all those truck stops, the Flying J and, and uh, Pilot and all these other places, started pretty much as independent truck stops. And you started to see them pop up along with the Stuckies and the McDonald's and stuff like that on these interchanges on um, the interstates. And I know because I traveled with my family uh, a lot in those days through the upper Midwest, down south. Uh, we never went out west, but uh, we spent a lot of time on the interstates as they were being built, going from place to place. And you saw the development that came with these interchanges, whether and mostly in rural America. So the truck stops were born as a feature of the interstates. And we'll talk a little bit, little bit about loves in the second half of this podcast. Well, I can't talk about independent refueling stations and truck stops uh, without talking about my guys at 36 Lynn, the independently owned and operated refueling station in South Minneapolis at uh, Lindale Avenue South and 36th Street South. They've been there for years and they get their fuel from independent sources so you're able to save a little bit of money on your fuel when you go there but the secret sauce with 36 Lynn is really the store. They've got locally sourced products, they're getting famous for it. Uh, great coffee. They've got candy bars that you probably have never seen before, and they're like the Bobo or whatever it's called. <laughs> the, the Bobo bar. I think they got those. Uh, and all kinds of other stuff. Great, uh, great food. And, you know, I'm just going to say this because I know the owners of 36 Lynn have known them for a long time. 
you never know. 36 Lynn could be the next big uh, truck stop or waypoint, uh, you know, in the world. So uh, check it out. 36 Lynn, the independently owned and operated refueling station in South Minneapolis. If you're in Minneapolis, swing by, get a cup of coffee, say hello. And thanks again, you guys, for sponsoring the Bob Davis Podcast. You can go to 36lynn.com or click on their banner at the top of the page, thebobdavispodcast.com. And we're going to go in the loves shortly. Uh, you know, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to, it's really windy, so I can't really, I'll try to walk out there. Uh, but the, I've got the door open. The wind is blowing the door. You can sort of hear it creaking as it, as it blows it a little bit. Uh, but I'm, we're going to go in loves just because, right? So I'm going to tell you the story of loves, which is also the story of these big truck stops. The story of loves is that Tom Love and his wife, I'm sorry, I don't remember her name right now, started an independent. They bought a gas station. Uh, I think it was in Oklahoma in 1960, something like 61 or 2 or something. And they operated that business, and they, they made it work, and they operated that business for a while. And, uh, and then in 64, the interstate was completed, and they started working on sort of expanding the business. But what he did, which uh, the Flying J, let's say, and uh, Pilot, and I don't know the history of them, but I also I do know the history of the the TA stops, which were independent stops, and they were actually the first big truck stops on the interstate where they had showers and they had food and they had all those things. But Loves uh, really kind of specialized in creating uh, this store with a set number of products, and they partnered with fast food companies like Taco Bell and Chester's and so forth uh, all across the country. And I know that there are big truck stops. I went to one in Ohio that was amazing. I don't even know the name of the place. Uh, I I love the TAs. Uh, Some of them are kind of run down, but some of them are really amazing and the same is true with love some of the loves are very busy if you go through parts of central ohio uh there are i went to one sort of interchange in ohio that was sort of in that upper corridor uh near cleveland akron uh and so forth the the northern half of ohio is very industrial and there must have been six or seven truck stops in this one area and it was you know, they were weather beaten because there were hundreds and hundreds of trucks. There's another spot, I think, on Arizona 85 heading down toward uh, Portal uh, in Arizona on the eastern side of the state. And there are there's a corner there right off the 8, I think it is, where there's like five truck stops. Quartzite's main business is truck stops. There's a Flying J, there's a Terribles, there's the Loves, there is, uh, well, the Flying J. Yeah, no, the Flying J is over in uh, Blythe. Uh, there's a Pilot. There is a, there's an Arco 1-9, which is on the reservation. That's where I get my fuel because it's super cheap. And uh, there's a Chevron truck stop as well, one exit down. So this also is on the 10 and uh, Arizona 95, which goes up to Phoenix and you know Havasu and all that. This is a, a huge hub. And when you get to one of these hubs, you see the, the, the real power of uh, interstate trucking and how it has evolved from sort of getting things out of boxcars at railheads and taking them across the the state or across town to literally over the road. This is how we get what we get from all the places that we get them. They come on a truck, and I don't think we need to belabor that, but to serve those uh, truckers are these truck stops. 
So we're going to go into the loves, just as a tribute to Tom Love, who started this company and passed away recently. Yeah, there's a little bit of wind out here, so you're going to have to... I, I hate wind when I'm producing a podcast because I have to talk kind of quietly as I enter this loves because, you know, I kind of try to do this on the on the down low and I, I, I don't like engaging with people. So when I'm just recording audio or just doing a podcast in the store, uh, that's it. So here you are, you know, you've driven across the country, you're exhausted, you're on a road trip and you pull into the loves and this is what you're going to experience when you walk through. If anybody's done this and you know Mads know exactly, you know these sounds. Uh, here, uh, especially in the Southwest, it's always country music. Uh, Tennessee, it's always country music. Sometimes it's classic rock, but most of the time it's uh, it's country. And uh, I always get a kick out of that because personally, I'm not a country music fan. I think it's, you know, don't even get me started. I could do a whole podcast about how much country sucks, but that's another story entirely. Sorry, you country fans. I like old country. I like, uh, I like the old school. I like uh, Hank Williams and, and people like that. So that's okay. But yeah, the, the thing that's always amazed me about loves, most people come in, they, they just go straight to the candy, you know, and they get their candy and their, their road food. Or they go up to the counter and they get, uh, you know, a hot dog or something, and then there's the, the other counter's Chester's Chicken. And the TVs are on, usually, probably the local, this one's on the local Arizona family, whatever it is, Channel 5 or something in Phoenix. But sometimes they're on, they're on Fox. You know, uh, I, I don't remember going to too many truck stops where they had CNN on. It's always Fox. People come in and they they don't really, I don't know if they look at the stuff. So one, one cool thing about Love's is there's a whole corner over there where they have sort of uh, your, your personal device area where you can get. And I bought many uh, extension cords and uh, power cords for your iPhone or your Android device and headphones and things like that. And I bought my share of those. They're not cheap, but you know what? When you need a power cord, you can get it. And you can get it pretty much at any of these places. And and not just Loves, but Loves has a little section that's really nicely apportioned. And it's right here by the front door. Uh, But it's all the other weird stuff, the weird trucker stuff that I just get such a kick out of. The diesel fuel treatments and the... uh, what do they call that stuff you have to put in the DMT or whatever it is, the the, uh, the fluid you have to put in, DEF, that all the truckers hate. They hate DEF. And uh, then you get these weird, so they've got these baseball bat things that look like night six that you used to hit the tires, you know, and chains and reflectors and uh, what else is over here? Uh, oh, yeah, they have, like, the, these, the royal purple seat. For the, that's supposedly so comfortable to put in the front seat so you, you don't, uh, your butt doesn't get go to sleep while you're driving. Um, and, you know, steering wheel covers and, and refrigerators and 9-volt refrigerators and weird stuff like that. And then in the back, like, you know, when you go back around to the showers, usually you can hear the thing calling out showers. Today, uh, they've got 15 people waiting and they aren't calling any showers, so I don't know what's going on over there. But uh, in the back here is where we have the CB radios, and uh, I get a kick out of the CBs. I don't have one. Well, I have one, but I don't have it hooked up. It's just, it's an old one. Um, 
but they have all the CBs and the, and the, the special microphones that have compression on them so that they can sound and antennas that you attach to your truck and again more weird lights and and, uh, and stuff like that and then they do have clothes so they have boots and they have uh, some jackets and especially those uh, those uh, fluorescent uh, vests that if you get one you'll be very official all you need to do anything in this country is a clipboard and a fluorescent vest and people will think that you're official that's all you need <laughs> yeah I got a load of rutabagas to, to get through and of course the truckers come in here this is the trucker side where I'm standing right now and then the truckers are way out there they, they are out in the fueling stations and again the fueling stations you want to talk about big money most of these truck stops especially on a weekday there will be six or seven trucks in the in the fueling bays another six or seven trucks behind those and another six or seven behind those and then across the way the truck service area and the truck washing area there's trucks in there getting service oil changes checking starters all that stuff uh and then and again this isn't just loves this is the industry the this is the industry you know this is uh, this is what uh this is what the industry is all along these interstates uh, serving these these truckers and of course travelers now the whole thing these days is that these truck stops um, are uh, working on providing services they're travel stops now that's the whole thing so they're trying to cater to drivers on one side of the place and then and ta kind of uh, pioneered that and then uh, actual car travelers on the other so you get this weird mix of and this is what always amazes me about coming into one of these truck stops is you get this weird mix of uh, the truckers themselves are from everywhere you know you've got russian truckers and you've got sikhs and you've got uh, you know uh, or they're actual mexican you know truckers because we have that deal and uh, you got lady truckers and you got uh, every kind of trucker type person that you want to meet you got the old school guys with you know their leather vests and their big old boots and <laughs> and the truckers usually have one of those microphones around their uh, you know in their headphones and they they're always you know talking on the phone while they're taking a you know while they're taking a piss or when they're in the you know in the bathroom which I, we're not going to go to the bathrooms okay but uh, they're always on the phone you know and then you've got people that are coming in uh, the kids on the road trips with uh, the twenty-somethings with uh, their their stuffed animal uh, backpacks and their pink and yellow uh, you know tracksuit thing with those weird slippers that that kind of either have little animal heads on them or something else. There's a bunch of them in here, and you know you you see these people climb out of their cars. They're just they just want to get some more sugar and salt items and some coffee from experience i have learned when you're traveling i make my own coffee there's nothing against loves but it's the local water uh you, you even if you drink starbucks um and some of these places do have starbucks but i mean even if you drink starbucks your stomach is going to feel like uh concrete and it's the water so i make i bring my own water i make my own coffee in mobile podcast command i i don't eat the food i i have my own food because if you do, you're just you're you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna feel terrible. <laughs> After about 800 miles, you're gonna be like, oh my god, what have I done? Travel is so much fun, uh, and in terms of uh, what I do, I think the the uh, 
the most difficult part is that uh, the the travel on the two lanes you don't come in you have to know where the truck stops are so what i usually do is i wait for i know i'm going to cross over an interstate at some point and then there'll, there'll be a loves there or a pilot or a ta or something to that effect and uh, we nomads often pull up into uh, a truck stop and that's where we'll rest just like the drivers because you don't have to worry about somebody bothering you most of the time and some of the truck stops allow it and some do not so you have to kind of look at the signs i prefer truck stops over walmart parking lots even though walmart is starting to get uh, hinky about people staying there uh, cracker barrels another one but there aren't a lot of cracker barrels so you can stay at a cracker barrel but a truck stop you want a cup of coffee in the middle of the night it's open you know you want to do something that you need to do in the middle of the night it, it's open 24 hours so there's a whole 24-hour kind of feel uh, at the truck stops and i've often talked about my experiences at truck stops whether it's the snowstorm in wyoming or you know traveling and i find myself at truck stops a great deal either doing uh, business calls or podcasts when i am traveling so uh you know shout out to to mr love who uh who, who started this and and if you go online and you search the history of loves you'll see that uh you know he he built the business from uh, an independent refueling station, just like uh, I was talking about earlier, 36 Lynn, into 600 stores uh, across the country. Some of them are convenience stores. They're based on a convenience store sort of model, and they're in more you know metropolitan areas, and some are out on the highway. So uh, once again, shout out to, to the loves and to the guy and his wife that started it and the family and I don't know them, but uh, it's kind of cool because these these are not they are now today corporate businesses, but many of these truck stops started as independent mom and pop companies that grew with the interstate and grew with the country, and uh, they were run by people, hard bitten people who knew how to run businesses, and I, I'm fascinated by that because the fuel business is not such a great profit. Uh, it's usually the store that's the profit center and uh, these guys have really excelled at uh, providing services and products that drivers need as well as travelers so very quickly one of my sponsors garden gurus want to just say hello and let you guys know garden gurus mn is up and running and providing services to people to get their gardens ready so what they do is they'll they can prep it for you they can stage real estate they can do businesses and they will clean it up and make it look great if you want more info just simply uh click on the uh, sponsorship uh, tag at the bottom of the podcast or uh just type in garden gurus mn.com thanks for listening to the bob davis podcast podcast uh, 1091 live from the loves celebrating the truck stop <sighs>